The Mystery of Praise by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Did you know we were created explicitly to praise? David prophesied about this new creation. Look at Psalm chapter 102, verse 18. This will be written for the generation to come, that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. When people do not love praise, I really wonder if they are even born again, and certainly they are no part of the new day. Did you realize God's plan for the restoration of man and our home, this planet, will be fulfilled or achieved through praise? So let us take a closer look at it. The enemy that does his best to stop our praise must be understood as well. You see, Satan was created as heaven's musician. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13. You, Lucifer or Satan, were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. He was meant to be heaven's chief musician and backup singer to Jesus himself as he sang the songs that created the world. Job chapter 38, verses 4, 6, and 7. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. To what were its foundations fastened, or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together, Jesus and Lucifer sang the earth into being, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. For by him, Jesus the morning star, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. As we just saw in scripture through the song of the morning stars, Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Next we see, just as the Lord sang the world into being in the first place, Satan beguiled Eve into choosing him as Lord and ever the clever counterfeiter sang this soulish realm we live in today into being. But guess what? If a song can bring something into existence, then a more powerful song can destroy it. Needless to say, the songs of the Lord and His people are greater than the songs of Satan. Let us read Psalm chapter 149, verses 6 through 9, for a look at this very thing. Psalm chapter 149, verses 6 through 9. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. In fact, Psalm chapter 22, verse 3 says in the old King James, 
O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. The word inhabitest means enthroned. So he sits in the praises of his people as king, renouncing Satan's right of lordship over them. The Strong's Dictionary number 3427 says, Inhabitist means sit quietly as judge, sit quiet to ambush. So, the king of the universe judges and ambushes the enemy through us as we praise. The other side of the definition of inhabitist is settle down, marry. So our relationship as his wife is established through praise also. So how can we not love to praise him? And why would we ever want to listen to the music of the world? When should we praise? Anytime we need the Lord's presence. Paul and Silas, for instance, were in real danger. Let us look at how they handled their situation. Acts chapter 16, verses 24 through 26. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed all through praise, because the Lord comes to the praises of His people. In the Old Testament, God's people knew the power of music and its ability to bring the Lord's intervention. Judges chapter 5 shows us a time when Israel was going to battle against a formidable foe. What did they do? They sang. Judges chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. Then Deborah, who ruled as judge over Israel, and Barak, the son of Abinoam, who was commander over Israel's armies, sang on that day, saying, When leaders lead in Israel, when the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. They were all united in song. Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes. I, Deborah, even I will sing to the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord, God of Israel. Now let us read verses 12 and 13. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake. Sing a song. Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away, O son of Abinoam. Then the survivors came down, the people against the nobles. The Lord came down for me, intervened, against the mighty. They won. Let us read of another time in history that the Lord came to the praises of his people. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 21 through 22. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. Do you see this? The praisers went before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Where is it appropriate to praise? Anywhere, anytime you need intervention from God. You may praise Him for companionship, direction, or to just give Him your love and receive His. It could even be that perhaps you too need Him to ambush your enemies. The point is, 
You don't need to have a special time or place. The Psalms encourage us. Psalm chapter 149, verse 5. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. David sang as a child in the fields, as he shepherded his sheep. He, in fact, sang most of the recorded psalms in the book of Psalms from caves, the woods, his palace, etc. He praised God when he was happy. He praised him when he was down or afraid. David was a man after God's own heart. In fact, God would come through his lineage to restore man and this planet to himself and to its original state through Jesus, who called himself the offspring of David. He would come again in the end days through a generation of people he would create to praise, and through them he would sing a new, refurbished heaven and new, refreshed earth into being. You see, beaten and spit upon in the streets of Jerusalem, then nailed to the crossbar and hung on the tree, his body was broken. The bread of life was offered up, his blood was shed, the wine was poured, the sacrifice was made. The bride was released from his side. All that is needed now for the promise of the covenant to be fully realized and established with all of creation is for her, his prepared bride, to sing his praises and communion will be complete. The point of contact between heaven and earth will give birth to all things new. So we must be prepared as his bride to praise with understanding. We must praise with wisdom and purpose. We must praise him with love and through the truth released for this end time. We must be united in one accord and speak in one language. As the bride prophetically and spontaneously praises the Lord's things through her, they become as one and heaven and earth are blessed with new beginnings. A new cycle begins. As the Feast of Tabernacles comes to a close, the wise virgins will be invited to stay as his bride for Shemini Atzeret as the Lord's special guest. You see, as this new generation allows itself to be shaped and molded to be his bride, it becomes the tabernacle for the son of David, the greater David. God directs his people through the time of judgment from the tabernacle as he did in the time of David. United hearts form an ark that is the throne of the greater David. The covenant rests there. The truth from the closed message to Daniel and the contents of John's scroll are in this ark as once hidden, but now released fresh manna. The anointing from the budded rod of Aaron is there also for miracles to heal the nations. The laws are not only written on the fleshly tablets of their hearts, but they are cherished and obeyed in total love for the King of Eternity. They rejoice in the Torah as he is the Torah, the law. The final feast will be celebrated, Simchat Torah. So the mystery is solved. One day as the song of the bride and the song of the Lord reverberate across the universe, all heaven and earth will be blessed and will rejoice in the marriage of the Lamb and join with them in a harmonious, cosmic chorus. Revelation chapter 19 verses 5 through 7. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were 
the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. All creation sings with God. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 